You're listening to Housewives on Display with Jay. And Jay. And today we are back. Whoop, whoop, and we're back with a retro episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, it's our fucking specialty. Dare I say preference. Dare I say. I mean, it's good to relive the old days. And they always... The good thing about a retro episode is we can choose. When we're recapping live, we just have to take what they give. Exactly. And they haven't been giving lately, so... So we've had to give to ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) So today... Today's my choice. So I chose for this recap the real housewives of beverly Hills season two episode 14 entitled malibu beach party from hell um i'd like to know (laughs) just off the bat on hulu there's a typo in the title and it says malibu beach part from hell oh yeah i've never seen a typo on hulu Malibu Beach part. Hmm. Right? Yeah, because it definitely isn't part. It's definitely party. <laughs> I, I would hate to think it was part. That's why I had to Google it. I was like, wait, it says part, but there's no way that's right. And it's wrong. And spoiler, I'll talk about it later, but there's also a part where Kyle says the word fucking and they don't bleep it. Mm. So it's just a messy episode all around. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Like the editors were so overwhelmed with the content that they were fucking up left and right. Nothing was left on the cutting room floor this time. No, they said, give us all you got. These ladies wow. are giving and we're receiving. Wow. I mean, we don't do this every retro recap, but... Here we are, just you and I. So I figured we'll talk taglines. Okay. Okay. First is Kyle Richards, you know, the native Beverly Hillsian. (laughs) (laughs) And hers is, I'm not the richest girl in Beverly Hills, but I am the luckiest. What's crazy is that's all about her bragging that her husband Mauricio is hot and loves her. Hot, loves her, and steadily gets richer. I mean... (laughs) in that they can push out kids no problem and and that's just the life they live in that her like paranoia is like just paranoia you know what I mean like she doesn't really have legit problems like the phobia she pretends to have exactly that's why I said hmm because I'm like you know what like it low-key makes sense and it is accurate it's kind of a good one. It's always about something in Beverly Hills, in this town. I was born in Beverly Hills. I'm from this town, in Beverly Hills. Literally, there's a list with all of the taglines, and I'm looking. In this town, full of phonies is the first one, Beverly Hills. Third one is, I'm born and raised in Beverly Hills. Fourth one, I'm from this town. Fifth one, in Beverly Hills. The sixth one is the first one. She doesn't mention it. And then the seventh, she goes back to, I'm an expert on luxury. I can always spot a fake, which is kind of, I'm Beverly Hills. Eighth Eighth mm. season in this town, ninth season in Beverly Hills. But even this one, she's like, I'm not the richest, which obviously that relates to Beverly Hills. Right, she but literally says, just... I'm not the richest girl in Beverly Hills. She literally says those words. But yeah, I'm not mad at that one. It's funny. Okay. 
So we're not mad. Next. Uh, let me just say the lines, and I'm sure you'll know who it is. Just say who it is. Life in Beverly Hills is a game, and I make the rules. Is that LVP? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. In this VH that's portrayed on Bravo, she absolutely made the rules. <laughs> <laughs> they were all at her feet. And she was, like Kelly Benzimone said, you're down here, I'm up here. Like, she's up there, they're down there. <laughs> you're down here, I'm up here. Oh, shit. You're here, I'm here. And Bethany was like, wait. Um... <laughs> wait, how did I get down there? <laughs> we could really stand a recap to that that too because nothing's better than after that whole fight when bethany's trying to leave and kelly finds her like at the door and gave her some more words of wisdom <laughs> <laughs> that whole season like those seasons with kelly were like honestly pretty gold pretty golden wow Kelly Kalorn, what a woman. Okay. Um, <laughs> next tagline. People try to figure me out, but I'm one of a kind. Oh. Because I'm also trying to remember who the hell is in the cast this season. Um, I'll give you all the ladies. It's, we already talked about Kyle. We already talked about OVP. It's also Taylor. It's also Adrian. There's Kim. And then Camille. Is that Kim? Yeah, that's Kim. Or Camille. Okay. Um, that's just classic Kim. There's really not yeah. too much to say about that one. She's definitely one of a kind. <laughs> um, the next one is diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. Freedom is. Oh, that's um Camille for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> her lines also always have to do with um you know, her last name, because her first one was, it's time for me to come out of my husband's shadow and shine. Yeah. It's always related to being free. <laughs> Him stifling her and her trying to break free. Okay, the next one is, having it all is easy if you're willing to work for it. Is that Adrian? Duh. I mean, of course, working her storyline. Right. She loves work. But you know what? I'll give it to her because she low-key doesn't need to work. She just wants to. And I can respect that, I guess. To come from family money and truly be a billionaire without having to try and still be like, you know what? I want to wake up every day and work nonstop. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I have and no drive. Not I would take never. Care of, not to care of my family or myself. Like, yeah, that's kind of crazy. I can't say that I would make the same decision. No, I would do some bullshit shit, but she does. She tries to do real shit. Yeah. Okay, next one. I finally found my voice, and I'm not afraid to use it. Taylor. <laughs> you already know. Her storyline was all about the voice that she had found. Her storyline was always about, once again, like Camille, being stifled in some way. Obviously, it's really ironic that it was her mouth, and her mouth is the craziest feature on her body if not the biggest and um what is she to refer to it it, yeah. it just stands out on her her face is like already crazy enough with the mouth mm -hmm. 
And it's too bad that she did the lip implants too. So it's not like she can dissolve it. They're just like in there. Yeah, I don't know why she went the implant route when everyone else was doing injections. It's because she got them so long ago that it they weren't quite yet doing the lip she needed to get injection. Why is that funny? <laughs> it is funny because she fucked herself over. Oh, oh well. Okay, so enough chit chat. Let's get into the episode. What are we grading this episode? Um. Well, one, you didn't do brandies, and two, she didn't have a tagline. She was a friend of this season. Wait, what? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Oh, season two. Yeah, her breakout season is that one where she comes for Adrian. (laughs) (laughs) And her tagline season three, since you brought it up, her tagline season three was money doesn't give you class, it just gives you money. (laughs) Which I love as a broke person, like making that. Your tagline was smart. How intelligent of a tagline. Oh, that's crazy because this is literally her fucking party that she hosted. So, okay. And she had the crazy game night situation a couple episodes ago. So she was really an integral part of the season. Hmm. I know. I Um, found that bizarre as well. But she's not in the intro. Like when you watch it back, you're like, oh yeah, like Brandy... Was just like a Marlo type friend of. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what are you rating it? Um. It's an A, obviously. I mean, obviously. It's There's some stuff that doesn't have to be in it. It's a. It's like kind of a fillery episode, or so it seems. And then things pick up. Right. It was like filler to get to this moment, which okay, understandable. But one of the reasons why it's an A is because anybody who's not living under a fucking rock <laughs> knows that Taylor is used in a frequent meme, or frequently used <laughs> in a meme, and the meme is birthed from this episode, particularly when she's screaming at fucking Dee Dee. <laughs> you have no idea what she's done to me, but we'll get who's, there. Right. So but that's it's true. Br- that's why it's an A also, just because it's like a, a it's a pop culture staple. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I wouldn't go A plus on it just because there is so much filler, but A is definitely true. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into the filler. Cause even the filler is kind of entertaining, but the first scene we see, Beverly Hills, darling, she 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 she, it's Kevin Lee setting up for and this is also interesting because this is our first kevin lee introduction was this season too mm-hmm. and he's like a staple now and, and he's Robbie. iconic exactly um him and his you know iconic wig are running around in lisa's tennis court setting up like mock tables for pandora's wedding to jason um right, which it's crazy, but continue. <laughs> like spatially, we talked about this. We actually watched this episode together, which is the first time I think in HOD history we actually watched an episode together. But we talked about just the sheer proportions of Lisa's home. This is that other house that was even bigger than Villa Rosa. So the tennis court, it's just on the sidelines. Like the tables are not taking up any of the actual court. You could still have a whole game of tennis. And also there are like five 
full table setups, head mm-hmm. table setups for a wedding. Right. And a Beverly Hills wedding at that. And just how convenient that you didn't have to go to like a venue or anything. Like, just, oh yeah, it's already in the backyard. Just come out here. Like, uh, there are multiple sections of your backyard so that the wedding can be one place and the reception can be another. It's just, it's really the epitome of like fabulosity luxury, you know? I was thinking about that a little bit earlier too because Ariana Tom's cocktail book, which I purchased, not even shamefully, just honestly proudly. The photos in it are gorgeous and it looks like they're on a set, but it's in their backyard. Mm. And it's like, and it's in their pool and stuff. I'll have to send some pictures or post it on the IG or something. But it's so beautiful. And it's like, wow, it's almost worth buying a house that's super, super expensive if you're one of these reality people, because it is kind of a set. Right. It's probably, yeah, probably really good for filming. Mm-hmm. Like, especially if you're on, like, YouTube or something. You know what I mean? Your aesthetics are your brand, so that makes sense. Yeah, so that was really smart, and it was hitting me earlier. I was like, whoa, like, yeah, you have to invest in your house if you're one of those type of people. As if a normal person doesn't have to invest enough. Like, holy shit. Right. So they're walking around. They're touring the tables. The first table they see is this King Arthur table um, with, like, pewter goblets. And it's very English, is what Kevin says. And Lisa says that, you know, she doesn't want English. They moved to America to get away from English. (laughs) (laughs) And Kevin, when he's, like, kind of moving things around and stuff, he mutters to himself, this is Beverly Hills, has to be over the top. Which I just love that quote. (laughs) It's like his mantra. He says it to himself, like, often. <laughs> like, I imagine every day, like, clockwork, he wakes up at 8 a.m. and he says, this is Beverly Hills. Has to be over the top. <laughs> As he's putting excessive amounts of gel and mousse in his hair. In that um, wig, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was just too cute to me for this million-dollar wedding, which Jay and I also talked about I would love for you all to just think right now, how much do you think Lisa paid for this wedding? She says it was not a million dollars. She's very insistent on it not being a million dollars. But we see they have a live 12-piece band and they have the over-the-top invitations and you know every single detail is like bejeweled or pink or something like Kevin would say has to be over the top. They had to spend at least still half a million. Easily. Easily. The amount of staff at her house that day, just like setting stuff up, doing valet, cooking food, making drinks, like, whoa. And even looking up at these like table setups, um, there's so much shit on the fucking table. Like, there's so many... (laughs) flowers there's so many plates there's so many knives there's so many forks there's so many cups there's so you know what I mean like there is just so much on the table normally regular folk weddings there's not that much shit you got one little centerpiece you got some plates got some forks got the cup and that's it you know like this they have every single cup for every single kind of liqueur they have every single fork for every single type of you know food dish it's just so 
I know for a fact the shit costs at least 500k, but I'm really willing to say 700. Right, that's what we had settled on when we were watching was three quarter mil. But for her to act like a million is blasphemous when you simply paid 250 less. Right. Sweetie, you spent a lot of money and that's okay. We're not counting your pockets, but we love the money. We want to know. Don't be ashamed. So why did Lisa move to a smaller house? Is it because she was going broke or something? Or what, what was the case? Well, she claimed or- because their house was too big. And I feel like that's fair. That's the house I think that the two kids grew up in. Mm. So now they're like, okay, let's downsize mm-hmm. to instead of multi-million, a couple million. Okay. Right. Like instead of like a $30 million house, let's just take it down to like 20 and let's build it from the ground up because that house seems very customized. Like I don't remember the process of her building it, but I feel like she did a lot of stuff on Villa Rosa. I mean, there's yeah, a, it's moat, a lot of, um, yeah, first of all, there's a moat with a little bridge. There is obviously the backyard with the little pony pen in the back. Um, right, with the swing. And then also, like, it says Villa Rosa and it has doors like a restaurant. Like, yeah, there's that tons of glass throughout. So I'm sure mm-hmm. she did some sort of reno. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I forgot how much. Her other house went for the old house, Did but it was catch on fire too. Yeah, it also caught on fire. Her favorite thing to do is to light fires, allegedly. Like allegedly, allegedly, but like, let's just say multiple properties of the Vanderpumps have been under fire. <laughs> um, Laura from Sexy Unique Podcast, who like Queen, if you don't know who she is, you're crazy. She, like, really is leading the charge. I don't know if she fell off, but she was really leading the charge on, like, let's find out what's going on with Lisa and these fires. Because she even pointed out, remember that one fire that happened on camera at Sir when Max, was it Max? Or whatever Ariana's brother's name is. What's his name, Jeremy? Mm -hmm. When he put it out. Remember they slid him an envelope full of cash for doing it? Oh, for putting the fire out, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Just yeah. like little details like that, like, oh. Hmm. Mm, okay. And then, like, the only things they repaired from the fire was, like, they got a new chandelier and, like, new chair covers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's super funny because, you know, we've watched The Sopranos, and anyone who's watched The Sopranos, you know that, like, I'm not going to say who, I'm not going to ruin it for anyone who hasn't watched it, which I don't know who that would be, but it was us just a year ago, so we can't judge. Yeah, that's what I was like. Let me not. Let me not say that. <laughs> <laughs> that that used to be us. Um, but when they set, you know, Artie's restaurant on fire, I'm like, it's just, it's a thing that rich people do for insurance money. Yeah. yeah. At convenient times, and Lisa is no saint. But conveniently, right. Right before they're about to get, you know, go broke or something. Just, just know. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So whatever. Basically, we're still in the first thing. That's what's so crazy. Basically, what happens is nothing. They don't choose a setting. Lisa likes certain things from certain settings and certain things from others. And they kind of put it all together. But at the end of the day, who's getting married? Not Lisa Pandora. So 
We don't know what Pandora like. She's muttered two words this entire scene. Whatever you say, mother, like was what she said, I think. Who would you rather be in life? Lisa Vanderpump or Pandora? I mean, <laughs> who says Pandora? <laughs> but also, why not Pandora? Because I'm her homely daughter that looks older than her, who she doesn't even listen to, uses as a prop. Hmm. No, thank you. A well-paid prop. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, for sure. And, like, whatever the situation is with the husband, like, at least she got, like, a cute husband. Into her, yeah, I don't know. That was arranged in her contract. At least she got a cute husband out of it. <laughs> yeah. A cute husband and a house fully furnished. I mean, tackily furnished. But fully furnished. Mm. Who would you rather? You want to be Pandora? I mean, I don't want to be either of them, obviously. But um, <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, but it's like I, it's it's easy to say that yes, Pandora needs Lisa. But I think what's really, really the case is that Lisa needs Pandora. Lisa needs allies. That's always been her problem, her issue. But why she's masterminding. She needs people that she can feel like she's above. And if not above, then who she feels like she's helping out and who feels who she feels like her underlings needs her. Her underlings. She's the queen bee, but the queen you need I don't want to say paupers, but you need subjects. You need people to rule over otherwise what's the point you know what yeah. I mean so it's one of those where I just feel like the topping from the bottom kind of situation it's like yeah okay it's obvious that Pandora you know could is using maybe abusing Lisa's help but I think in the end Lisa really needs Pandora wow it must be Pandy appreciation day today wow she's just <laughs> probably get, never got this much love I have never given her Pandora right any sort of love and and I'm not going to go out and say that I'm going to ever continue to, but. Today's <laughs> <laughs> the first and last day. This might be the first and last day for Pandora. I'm, I'll give you these flowers. I will. I see what you're doing. And um, I'm not mad. Not at all. On one twenty one twenty one, we gave Pandora some love. So hopefully she feels it today. Hopefully she's sitting somewhere right now. She gets it instant jolt of energy and she can feel us talking about her in a positive manner <laughs> <laughs> um on to the next filler scene we go with kyle to go with Speaking stella to go to paul's office because if you remember stella got a facelift this season from none other <sighs> than mr paul nassif yeah you want to tell them what you thought about her facelift it could have been better. It sure. could have been better, and I've seen him do better, actually. That's what's crazy. She's no Dr. Giacomo, who, um, if anybody knows, he's the surgeon that did um, Sony Morgan's face. And I had been following him before Sony got her face done, and like I said, he's done. he does amazing, amazing work. Like, you truly, think... Sonya has one of, like, top five best facelifts I've ever seen, if not top three, if not top two and not two. I don't know. I can I think I can go out and say that she has maybe the the best facelift. 
because who, who else like realistically the best faces that i know of because i don't know everyone that's gotten a facelift and i'm it's sure it's usually pretty plenty. obvious when someone gets a facelift <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know who they think they're fooling it's very rare <laughs> i feel like someone pulls a facelift over our eyes you know right we do have trained plastics eyes yeah we but love surgery so like i'm not we love surgery that. We love plastics. So, uh, but I, I'm willing to say that there, maybe there are some faces that have fooled even me. But I will say that I think I can really, I think I can give it to her. Can, can we argue other people? Maybe, but I think I'm willing to give this to Sonia. I want her to have something. This must be quite the night for me. I want, I want the underdog to win tonight, I think. <laughs> she really would with that facelift though. Like, yeah. that's not even you being generous. <laughs> that shit's really? me. What's crazy is that she doesn't necessarily. It's like, does she look younger? Yes, but then also no. But she has a face that can never be too young in general. I think because it's very. Because it's like a Glenn Close type face, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a sharp, oh, slightly pinched face. Um, unless, and I still think Sonia is gorgeous. She's um, prettier than Glenn. I'm sorry, Glenn, but I mean, <laughs> gee. <laughs> um, but it still just looks so. It looks so amazing. Like and like I said, he's done amazing work. I've seen him do every Tom Dick and Harry's face at this point on his Instagram. Ten out of ten. Honestly, he needs to hire me because every time we talk about him, like I boost him up. Like I know this man personally, but it's fine. It's okay. He's doing good work. It's like we have to give him credit because so many people are doing bad work. I just need him to know and I need all my listeners to know if you're going to get a facelift, save up your fucking coins and go to this man. Yeah. If you if, if you don't have the coins, then don't get the surgery right It's now. like a $70,000 facelift. Like if you can't afford that, like you don't need it. Wow. I hope so. You got a deep, deep discount. $70,000. <laughs> I hate to think that she skimped out on some Renos on Chateau Morgan for a fucking facelift. <laughs> I think that's what she's been doing this whole time. <laughs> she's been putting her Bravo checks and saving up for her fucking facelift. And you know what? If she's gotten lipo, she's gotten her tits. She's gotten plenty of things, nips and tucks done. And that's it, to tell me all her cash is going to that and her facialist and her blow dries. And you know what? If not spending money on yourself, who the fuck are you trying to spend it on at this point? Her daughter is the granddaughter of great grand of fucking JP Morgan. She better be fucking paid for. She's paid for. She is Akon so paid. You know what I mean? She's all right. So I'm going to spend my money on my motherfucking self. The townhouse, I, I feel to. like, let's put it 50-50. The townhouse could use some money, too. Oh, uh, well, well, she had to save up the coins because, you know, she wasn't that rich. Now, you know, we paint the $70,000 facelifts. That's what I'm saying. Let's 70000 to the facelift, 70000 in the account for the house. I feel like... Let's no, because she only had $70,000 in one cent. <laughs> when they charged her card, she literally <laughs> was left with one cent liquid cash. Why do I love that storyline? That's so funny. <laughs> Literally, I live for that. Because I think it's worth it. I love plastic surgery. 
I think and she everyone looks so good. She looks should get it. So, if you're gonna get quality, then get it. You know what I mean? The entire so season good. leading up to that reunion, she looks so written hard and put away wet. <laughs> she looks so haggard. Like like I've never seen before. It was almost Yeah, like, like it like, was crazy. It came out of nowhere. She had been, really been aging gracefully. And then it was really bad. It was almost as if she was like, you know what? Since I know I'm about to get my surgery next year, I'm just gonna do whatever the fuck okay. I wanna do. Like I'm a smoke. I'm a drink. I'm not gonna get my facials. Like I'm just gonna let my skin do what it wants to do, because I know that I'm about to get this hookup with Dr. Jacob. And I'm not even mad. Wow, she I'm partied hard mad. that last year before the facelift. She partied hard. Wow. <laughs> and now look at her. Now she doesn't look like Glenn Close. Now she looks like Ellen Barkin. I mean, <laughs> I love when she says she she's like I want it to look like a young Ellen Barkin, and then got the haircut. Wow. That is manifestation, kids. <laughs> um, wow, what a segue we took. Segment. Um, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll stop. No, that's good. That's natural conversation. Sorry, y'all. Just listen. But it's all in the universe. It's all in the universe. Um, <laughs> it's all happening. It's all happening, Sheena Shea. Also, side note, someone said it's all happening in an episode of another show. I think like Salt Lake City or something. And it really shook me to my core. I was like, do you watch? Do they watch? might. Yeah, I think it was Heather Gay specifically. And I think she said she's a Bravo fan. So I think she literally took that from Sheena. Who was the one that brought um, Lala and, and Katie to the function? What? Oh, Whitney. Okay. Um, but I highly doubt any of them that I love when they pretend like, oh, I've known Lala and Katie for years as people that live around here. I totally know them and they're totally my friends. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Um, so they just pick Whitney because she was the youngest, I'm sure. This is All that to say. Yeah. Speaking of plastic surgery, Lala on her face, but we can't go there. We don't have the time. What we do have the time Ooh. for is another plastic surgery. I don't know if this is a good tale. I think it's a mm, a scary tale, and it's Kyle. And she says something like this. I think if somebody wants to have plastic surgery, that's their personal choice. Personally, I wish that everyone would drop the Botox, drop the fillers, and let's just ellipsis that's all I fair mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's honestly it's honestly so fucking hysterical because obviously everyone who has seen Kyle recently knows that this bitch cannot be any more pumped up pulled nipped tucked exfoliated like her skin is so thin and taut and shiny <laughs> She's catching she up to Kathy. I'm like, damn, and Kathy got years on you. Okay. So the whole time you were trying to be motherfucking kumbaya and avoid the injectables and shit, that's when you should have been getting your Botox so that you wouldn't look so Botox right now. Because as a white woman, ooh. Actually, I think I can say that. Because they suggest for white women that they need to be getting Botox like damn near early 20s yeah like preventative botox like how Mm -hmm. sheena did it exactly um 
And then it's hysterical because this bitch has the nerves to have like this fucking needle phobia of all her phobias. I don't know why I find her phobia so annoying. Like, <laughs> whose phobias are more annoying, Aviva Dresher's or Kyle Richards? <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely Kyle Richards. <laughs> because at least like Aviva one is funny with her shit, and two, Aviva really doesn't have a leg. Like, she's had a traumatic event that I could understand why. Like. After that, you just started having all these crazy phobias. There's literally nothing wrong with Kyle. Kyle has actually been a fucking child star in Hollywood and has made it out to tell the tale and has had a successful life, hasn't been on drugs or alcohol or whatever after that. So you mean to tell me? I guess that's her catch. You know, the child stars, they always have to have something. I guess this is her Munchausen's on her whole phobias. I guess it's her thing. (laughs) She's so worried (laughs) that something is going to happen. She literally runs herself ragged because thinking something's gonna happen when nothing is. What a waste of your life. <laughs> the real Munchausen story in season seven should have been Kyle's. <laughs> to always be Just worried for about Yolanda. Something. Let's take down Kyle and her Just fake phobias. Yolanda. <laughs> That's what we should have come for. Uh, let's rewrite the tale. I know. I tweeted Yolanda's infamous line because whenever I'm drunk and I feel like I'm being sloppy, I just remember Yolanda's line. And for anyone who doesn't know, that is there's nothing more unattractive than a drunk woman. And let me tell you, I got a lot of um, I felt like a celebrity. I got a lot of people like on top of me for that quote. Wow. Mm. I mean, it's very true. It is not a classy thing. When you're slopopotamus, it is not cute. You know, like I just quoted in no context because I'm a water sign. And uh, people were like, who said that? that? They ain't nothing wrong with that. Drink what you want to do. But I was like. <laughs> you must First be all, sloppy a lot, huh? <laughs> 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 you must be one of them. Yeah. And I was like, because, because I know what's she, the kind of sloppy she's talking about. The kind of drunk she's talking about, I should say. It's not that I'm having fun. This is great. Drunk. Well, eh, technically that who is who she was talking about. But who I'm talking about is when you're sloppypotamus, as we'll see later on in this episode, I'm sure. Yeah, she was talking about it in context of Brandy being that way when she gets drunk. And yeah, she's a certain sort of drunk where like her eyes cross over and you can no longer make eye contact with her. Like she goes dazed. You know what I mean? Like it's not good. And she's tripping and she's falling and she's also being like mean. I think hands down, once you're a mean drunk, you're a terrible drunk and therefore you should just stop being drunk. (laughs) It's not classy. It's not nice. What's the point of you getting drunk if all you do is literally offend and hurt people Stress yourself out and other people. (laughs) Like. Hang it up. Platinum screen. Wow. Aviva Dresher. (laughs) (laughs) All that to say, Kyle's phobias are more annoying. I totally agree. Like, A, we've had to be subjected to them for way longer than Aviva's. And B, like you said, (laughs) I mean, at the end of the day, Aviva does have a leg on. Did she make up some self phobias along the way, too? Yeah, but at least her story tracked more. I want to, let's just, let's just brainstorm real quick of all the phobias that Kyle has had. Flying surgery in general because like when she saw her recovery she was freaking out so like surgery Surgery in general general. and needles and the needles 
Um, speeding. Heights. Heights. Which ties into the flying for her. Um, but particularly private flights. But then she keeps getting on them. It's just like, okay. Your phobias have never stopped you from taking any trip. <laughs> you drive everyone crazy, but you're still on this private flight. I don't see you giving up the chance and flying coach on a passenger flight. So, police. <laughs> She's been everywhere. I have no sympathy for her. Exactly. She's annoying, and she's even in here doing that whole, she's scared of needles, so like, mm, I can't even watch you. Oh, like, syringe, I'm scared. It's like, okay. <laughs> Whatever. You're not helping Estelle out. Like, can you be supportive? She's over here, like, fresh with a facelift, and Paul knows he fucked up, so he puts <laughs> in some filler to try to counteract some of the stuff he didn't do that he was supposed to do, allegedly. And so, like, she doesn't need to hear your mouth right now. Imagine someone takes out the fucking like bandage or something of your new facelift and the person that's with you is like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> when I say that, I would literally lose my shit. Like, why did why did she think to bring Kyle of all people is really the question. But because she's the one on the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. if it's gonna get aired, Kyle's gotta be there. Fair enough. Horrible choice. <laughs> Um, so next scene, we go into an Adrian scene, but this scene has friend of Brandy Glanville in it, and they order a grilled pizza, and they request that you cut it up, like, bite size, like, lady size pieces, is what they say. <laughs> <laughs> I would hate to work in an L.A. restaurant. <laughs> His face, he's like, yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> first of all he probably gets that all the time cut it up into bite-sized pieces is a particularly painful thing to have to do that people love to request <laughs> yeah because <laughs> because okay listen obviously again you guys like we worked at starbucks i can only imagine working at a restaurant because with people's food they get even pickier than with their drinks and obviously mm-hmm. there's some food elements to Starbucks, but we're not actually cooking the shit. So I can only imagine working at a restaurant where people can make ridiculous requests, such as cutting up the pizza in bite-sized pieces. Um, Like I would just lose my shit because I used to lose my shit when people had the craziest drink orders. So I can only imagine. I can only imagine seeing that like in the lady-sized pieces. Waif-thin bitches. Who could honestly eat this pizza themselves? Like, What's eat. crazy is they don't even finish one lady-sized bite each. They gnaw at one piece the entire time. Is that a cucumber on the pizza? What kind of fucking pizza is this? I think it had some sort of zucchini. <laughs> it's also a grilled pizza, so I was interested. There are, like, grill marks on it. I just can't eat like this <laughs> just, if that's what it takes I'll never be a BH lady I'll never be a BH lady I'll never be a size 2 because I can't I can't seriously think like yum that was great like just drink 
a whole bunch of wine and drinks and then just nibble at food all day and never truly eat, just like nibble and then take a whole bunch of pills too so I don't really notice. (laughs) (laughs) See, that only works like when you don't have a full-time job. People that actually have to get up and go and work and like function and function and exert a lot of energy like i can't eat just that you know what i mean or i can't be pilled the fuck up all day (laughs) yeah i can't be like pilled out and not eating like i need energy like i have to eat calories because i need energy like you may be able to not the most you do is walk from the car to the restaurant and the restaurant to the car right you don't even drive exactly so no i cannot relate so the next scene is Kyle at her home. Um, she just moved into this home. This is her infamous home. When you think of Kyle's house, you think of this house. And she's preparing for Cinco de Mayo. And she says it's the Mexican crowd tonight. And so she names a few people that I guess are in her Mexican crowd. Faye is in that Mexican crowd. I don't think Faye is Mexican. And then she makes a really weird comment in a confessional when she says, quote Mauricio is really proud of being Mexican that was like wait what does that mean that's like get, like having a fourth of <laughs> like July what? party for somebody in another country and being like yeah like he's really proud to be an American that's like a weird <laughs> statement to make like okay nobody <laughs> so... thought he wasn't <laughs> <laughs> is that not implied are you not proud of your country I mean, Should we assume he was ashamed to be <laughs> like, and that's why we host Cinco de Mayo. It's like Cinco de Mayo is not even really a thing. Like, I'm confused. So this yeah, very American just... holiday is being celebrated by these very proud Mexicans. Right. It's not even what they think it is, but it's like... <laughs> <laughs> um, and we also get to see Estella. And she is showing off her face to the family. And she chooses a really severe hair look to premiere her facelift, no? She tried to, like, allow us to see her face lifted, but... um... She should have worn her hair, like, down. It was scary. (laughs) It was scary. She needed, like, some bangs, some side bangs. Like, the way Faye has her hair would have looked great on Estella at this moment. Yeah. Um, and they're all just kind of talking about the surgery when she's premiering it Faye's in the group and Farrah Kyle's daughter is just like asking questions about it and then they also show that flashback of Kyle freaking out over it she was so scared to see her and Portia's kind of scared of Estella too she's still kind of nervous Um, and Estella's saying she doesn't notice the difference when she looks in the mirror and she feels like herself and she's also reveals that it was nine hours of surgery which is like a lot that yeah that's a lot but there's a lot of um you know vessels and such in the face it's very um you can it's you can easily fuck it up that's what i'll say um and faye says worth every minute and of course faye the facelift queen is loving someone else getting a facelift. <laughs> <laughs> so she lives for it. Um, um, 
And then Kyle does this bit at the table when she's sitting there talking about how her mother used to make a joke that all of her friends at dinner parties used to like, even in the subtitles, they put stiffly, the way she says it is quote stiffly. She's like, hello, how are you? So what's going on with you? Wait, what was that? What did you say? That's <laughs> what the quote right. she said. Basically saying they couldn't like move their neck really because they were so bull tight. Yeah, like when their neck turned, their whole body turned with them. So mm-hmm. everything was like they didn't want to really turn. So it was really stiff. Um, so it's kind of funny. Her acting chops are shown in that moment. She did a great job, honestly. Right. She's not funny like that anymore. So missed that. And, you know, they asked Estella to turn around and see if she can move her head and not her whole body. But no, she's fallen you know, to the fate of a Beverly Hills woman, her whole body turns. Now I want to see Kyle. I want to ask her at a reunion. Um, like, Jay from Seattle wrote in and said, Kyle, can you turn your face to the side so we can see if your whole body moves with it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just felt like, why are you making fun of her at the table? Stop it. Stop. You didn't have to point that out. You're hating. What she loves to do. She loves to pick. Her humor is definitely picking fun at people. Right, and then she gets super out of fucking whack emotionally when people point that out. Some would call it a mean girl. <gasps> Dare I say. But I told you, we, we, we said this before, like Kyle to me is like one of the worst kind of mean girls because she's like a beta mean girl. If you're going to be a mean girl, be the alpha at least. Like, goddamn. Yeah, she's like a Gretchen Wieners. Yeah, she's... She's the side bitch, the side piece mean girl. Who feels like she has to make it up for the fact that she's not the number one, so she tries to be funny with, like, mean jokes. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make you cuter. No, unfortunately. Doesn't make you cooler, doesn't make you skinnier, doesn't make you anything. I think they said that in Mean Girls. Um, But nonetheless, I mean, it's Kyle better than she is now now she's just pure mean girl Ugh. and we move from one mean girl to the next it's lvp and she's at sir which is not even built yet which is wild to think and we went into a whole like spiral talking about it's crazy to think at this point like tom sandoval and katie and ariana all of them work at villa blanca sir's not a thing stassi's not around yet Jax is working there with them too Like, whoa. Yeah, like, it's actually completely nuts. And I can't believe we haven't done a VPR episode yet. I was thinking that the other day, too. It hit me really hard, and I was like, wait, that's so crazy. Because I fucking love VPR. Like, we have to have a guest and do it. Yeah. We need to make a guest do it, because it will be so fun to do with somebody. Hmm, We'll brainstorm that offline. Yeah, that's... That's ridiculous that we haven't, but it's so crazy to think the world of VPR wasn't even built yet. Right. Well, this is a long time ago, and we've been with these motherfuckers for too fucking long. Jeez. Um, <laughs> but all of that to say, she's just talking about, you know, walking around, lady boss, lady boss. Um, and she points out that you can see the bathroom from the entrance, and that fucks up the whole feng shui, and She's absolutely right. She's absolutely right. 
Squidkin mutters. And so the contractor, he has a lot of work to do. He hasn't done. And she's not happy. But he says, quote, if it helps any, you look fabulous today. And then, no, it does not help any. And it actually pissed her off more. She really liked the compliment, but it actually really lit her up. Yeah. That's really irritating. And also, just, there's this other random scene. They're just doing a whole bunch of random scenes. There's a random scene with Paul and Adrian, and they're talking about Jackpot, trying to make Jackpot jiggy. Moral of the story. And (laughs) saying how Jackpot needs to go on walks, and Paul needs to take him on walks. And Paul says, why do I need to take him on walks? He doesn't even walk. I have to carry him. She was like, so what? Bitch, then why don't you do it? Also, I'm, I can't watch the great value version of fucking Jiggy. I'm sorry. Stop trying to make jackpot happen. It will not happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with calling him crackpot. That was funny to me. <laughs> I don't care about him. Crackpot. <laughs> Adrian listed it as one of the reasons her and Lisa fell out. And like, that wasn't nice. Lisa, come on. That wasn't nice. But she does what she wants. Good bitch, if you're going to copy me, copy me better. You know what I mean? Seriously. And like Jiggy, Jigolo, you're going to name him Jackpot? That name is shitty. You manifested that he was going to be nothing. Uh, whatever. Um, so from another random scene to another, we see Kimmy. Um, you may forget she was on this season because she was at the height of her addiction. So she wasn't filming quite that much. But she's seen at home doing some laundry. You know, Wacky Kim. You know, she's all, she's different. She's wacky. That's her personality. And mm-hmm. she's just saying that Brandy mentioned... Well, Kyle has a confessional saying Brandy mentioned that she's having a party in Malibu and she might invite Kim. Um, and obviously Kim's not going to go because they show the flashback of game night and she calls Brandy a fucking slut pig. So they're not cool. <laughs> oh, Jesus. What a season. What so, a season. She's sitting on the counter in her laundry room eating carrots and drinking water and like watching her laundry. Is the scene that we see. I don't know why that was our check-in with Kim. It was super weird. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like daylight, and it was like she looks out upon the horizon. She doesn't want to play with ice cold water. I'm like, that doesn't look ap-. like it was just. Oh, they are Cheetos. I thought they were carrots. I think they're Cheetos. They're definitely Cheetos. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. She's like doing fine, I guess that's what they're trying to tell us, or not doing fine. I think that's what it <laughs> means. <laughs> And then they have her in that one confessional that she has like the bow high neck satin top and she's really not sober in that confessional in general like every time they show that confessional she's particularly strung out. She's like moving and gyrating her body in a very peculiar yeah, way. Yeah like very like a rabbit kind of movement. Like very erratic and twitchy. It's very weird. <laughs> um, 
but we love you, Kim, or I love you, Kim, and it's okay. We miss you, and I wish you would have been able to attend the event. Um, then when Camille and her posse are coming out, they're playing Sex in the City music. Yep. I was so thrown by that. Who has the rights to that? Why were they able to use that? Was it cool? Was it not? Maybe Camille has the rights to it. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with the idea that Camille owns the masters to that song. <laughs> um, and Camille's Sex and the City click is Elizabeth and Dee Dee. And Dee Dee's Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> And the thing that's upsetting is I feel like this is when, you know how guys like to do that whole, like, girls never have a cute friend. Like, they don't have hideous friends. Like, I feel like Camille's one of those girls where she really tries to have, like, some friends that are not quite as cute as her. Yeah. Like, actively tries? She act- doesn't actively not try. Yeah. I'm sure she knows how people she can be close with. She likes to be close with men. And women that are, like, not as cute as her. (laughs) (laughs) Those plot lines always, like, make me laugh. Like, the idea of, like, purposely choosing somebody who's, like, not as cute as you. It's funny. It is really funny. You're stupid. Um, But also smart, maybe. I don't know. It's It's a game that you're crazy to play. And it just lets me know what type of bitch you are. And Camille's totally that bitch. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's what she's rolling to the party with, and they're kind of getting started in the car. And by they, I mean Dee Dee, talking about when's the last time that Camille talked to Taylor, and she's saying Taylor hasn't been like returning my texts and calls since. I mean, again, another flashback. They don't show it, but they'll show it later to the you've got to be honest because that's not cool. We haven't said it, but now we said it. Yeah. <laughs> this season is so loaded oh my gosh when I was trying to choose an episode from this season I was having a really tough time because there yeah, were a lot of good ones Beverly Hills is ooh, it was that bitch this one I picked because it happened after all of the initial ones so that we could reference them freely because they've already mm. happened in the world of Beverly Hills Okay. so Fair all enough. of those Feelings and dynamics are still at play still. So I find that interesting. That's why Kim's not here, allegedly. You know, Kim was going to be there regardless, but that's why Kim's not there. That's why Taylor's on edge when she's coming to this and she says she needs backup. And then she says a really weird quote. If you're going to have backup, it's always good to have Kyle there because she's not going to let anyone walk all over me. Hmm. perplexing comment right um again taylor clearly isn't the best judge of character um not again as if we had made that statement and <laughs> let them know already that that's what like, it is i mean it's quite evident but she's not so the fact that she would say that about kyle which is actually really hilarious because kyle is the complete opposite of what what that is beauty is really in the eye of the beholder let's just say Like, you really perceive people how you want to because there's no way that 
I or you or any of these other Bravo podcasters <laughs> can seriously look at Kyle and be like, yeah, like she'll definitely defend you. The first thing that comes to mind is Amsterdam and her fling in that coat or that cape. She said, why are you doing this? And Kim turned to her and said, shut up. And you're doing <laughs> all that shit on the plane. <laughs> And that killed me because she really was acting so fucking stupid on the plane. She was. She always does that. Brought that shit up. Like, yo. She's like, I might be out here crazy and doing crazy things, but you also know how to play it up to make me look even crazier than I am. And you love to do that because that makes you feel superior. Again, you're a beta. So anytime you get to play an alpha, you're going to play it. And with Kim and their dynamic, she's the alpha and she loves that. Yep. And I hate that for Kim. And it's really peculiar because I don't think Kim's necessarily a beta herself either. She's not, but with Kyle, because I think the financial stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't say she's necessarily alpha. She's something else. What's some? What's another one? Gamma? She... Because <laughs> 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 she's not quite an alpha, but she's also not quite a beta. Omega? She's I like... don't know. Yeah, maybe. <sighs> she's some. <laughs> but I think she's in charge of Kim at this point because of the money shit. Because yeah. Kyle, I mean not Kyle, because Mauricio took her on as a quote second wife. So I think mm. that's what really makes Kim a beta now. But I think at one point Kim was an alpha when she was a child star bringing in the bacon, fueling their entire lifestyle. Kim was in charge. Right. It was a slippery slope with the drugs, honestly. And the losing the money. Oh, someone had to get caught on drugs. It wasn't Kyle clearly no she does drugs like a regular person yeah <sighs> anyway all I have to say Kyle is not the one you want to have as your ride or die if you get into a fight you want to have Kyle at your side as a sidekick no Mm-mm. Kyle doesn't help you as a sidekick Kyle honestly doesn't even go against you as your enemy it's there's no point in aligning her in any sort of aspect to your fight she adds nothing she's there floating in the ether Mm -hmm. (sighs) jesus christ um also i'd like to note just in a lisa master manipulator note camille also says that when she said she's afraid to see taylor she said i'm afraid to see taylor and lisa and if you'll remember, they show us the flashback, I think, in, like, season nine or ten. I think nine. Of the flashback of the real footage of LVP, of Camille saying LVP is the one who told her to bring up the whole abuse storyline with Taylor. And mm-hmm. if you'll notice during that episode, Lisa's kind of muttering under what Taylor's saying, reassuring her. She's like, you don't say anything. Like, muttering it, too. And it's crazy. So she's also scared to see Lisa because Lisa got her in this whole predicament. Mm. And of course, Lisa throws the rock, hides the hand. Mm-hmm. Who, me? She doesn't even make it to this party because she knows. Yeah. That sly bastard. We'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor. Okay, so they pull up to this house. 
What were you thinking about the exterior of this house? Um, pretty interesting. Isn't it questionable? Mm-hmm. And it was a push indoor and not pull out or something. It was something weird. What was it? Uh, I'm past it. I think it was a push in. Yeah, like you push in the door and don't pull it out. So it was, it was just weird. So everyone kind of walks upstairs. All the ladies are kind of getting there. Camille rise first. All of the ladies make note that they think the party is pretty chic. And yeah, I, they're all thoroughly impressed. And I'd like to make the note that Brandy's a true hustler because if you'll notice, I forgot to mention this during the dinner with Adrian when she kind of sets up for this party, but she says, this is going to be my friend's house. My friend is a caterer. I mean, caterer. My friend is a caterer. I know a sommelier. My friend's also a belly dancer. She all she got all these for free because these are all just her friends that she put together to make this event. She's scrappy. That's smart. Because she didn't have the money, but she still needed, she knew she needed to throw like a semi-nice event. And she did. The location's great, first of all, because it's Malibu. So, I mean, it, it always looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, if not from the outside, the backyard is always going to be amazing, the views. Um, the food looks great. Everyone loves the wine, obviously. My only problem is the fact that she told him to wear wedges. Didn't like that, but I guess it was the times. Oof, on the wedges. Um, later to be known as a wedge but no bra party. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the wedge part was not great, but it it is very Malibu to call a wedge. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're all kind of just cheersing, whatever. Taylor and Kyle are getting themselves worked up in the car. Well, mainly, mainly Taylor. Um, she's getting pretty hyped. She said she was like disgusted with Camille. Um, and did Camille put her in a really bad position because she said that shit on TV? Absolutely. It's one thing for it to be fodder amongst your friends off camera, but to say it on camera? Yeah. And I think that was really what Taylor's issue was. Not even that you're bringing it up, but that you're bringing it up on camera. And Camille keeps saying, like, it was out there. It was already out there. She's like, if she can't just say, like, yeah, but it wasn't on camera you brought it up and now it's going to be a plot on the show right I wouldn't be happy either no Russell's scary and listen we thought he was scary regardless anyway but um, you know obviously when you learned all that was going down Taylor flipping out really makes sense. (laughs) She's in a really fragile, bad state. Mm. And she lives with a monster. Mm. Mm -mm. Okay, so they move on and everyone's there and everyone's eating and drinking. 
And there's an aside where Brandy points out to her friend, who's one of the people she hired, I think, as the caterer. Um, her friend is telling her about how Kyle has this man, Mauricio, who's super hot and loves her so much and is, like, obsessed with her. And Kyle in a confessional is like, thanks for the compliment, but, like, easy on the hot husband talk. Uh. Please. <laughs> <laughs> you love it. So do you think Mauricio has cheated on Kyle? <laughs> Why would you ask such a question? Allegedly, absolutely. Uh. But I think he does it very respectfully. Treats him like Gumas. Doesn't like ever get it so that she's witnessing or catching up to that shit. Like it's out of sight, out of mind. Right. Which, like, that's kind of all you can ask for. If your man is cheating and, like, ooh, there's no other option, ooh. People are so sensitive about cheating. You all, you don't know how we feel about cheating or how I feel about cheating. Like, it's whatever. But, (laughs) (laughs) But like, if he's going to do it, you hope that you have a Mauricio and Kyle type of love. Yeah. And he respects you that much. So, and I hope he doesn't do it with anyone, like, in their circle. I hope it's always, like, random woman way out the way is it a white woman i feel like he could be open-minded i feel like it's there's definitely some white women there but there could be some other type of women as well (laughs) (laughs) um so you said what i just want to know if i have a chance (laughs) i think if you get a real estate license i think that'll up your chances (laughs) (laughs) I feel like he gets a lot of ass in the office. I'll be like the office nurse. You know what I mean? You, mm-hmm. you guys kind of need one, right? Maybe. Because you're like so rich. You don't want to have any lawsuits or anything like that. Yeah, I'll just be doing like your vitamin injections like while we're here. <laughs> your vitamin infusions, yeah. Mm-hmm. From that hard party you had last night, Reese. Oh, I know because I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's got a little hot in here. All right. Anywho, sorry. Let's get back to the plot of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kyle makes a comment kind of about the the tit situation on Brandy. Okay. Brandy's nips are out and it's really see-through. And I, when I was younger and I watched this episode, I don't remember thinking it was out of hand, but as an adult, it truly was absolutely sheer. I'm cool with it. I think it's fine. Nipples are in, as Camille says, but they're always in. They're never out. But I was quite shocked. Honestly, they didn't blur it or anything. And this is why I don't like how, and I don't understand how people do, um, She's making fun of her for having her nipples out, which, um, one, she's a grown woman. Two, her kids aren't around. Three, I'm at an adult party. And four, as Camille said, nipples are in anyway. So it's like making fun of somebody for something that's actually in style and in it. 
it's kind of weird <laughs> just because you your somebody... insecure ass would never right i'm like just because it, someone's wearing this just because you wouldn't doesn't necessarily mean that i don't know to make and then it's like if you were really my friend or really trying to get to know me and be my friend you could have joked to me like oh, okay nipples out huh or something like that you know what i mean but because you're a bitch you whisper it at my own motherfucking party i thought that was also rude too i'm like damn like you gotta gossip about me at my own function that's kind of crazy right she whispers to the ladies on the couch it's a wedge but no bra party and then starts laughing super loud like so that she knows that she's talking about her right which is the corniest thing anyway but what what does one have to do with the other but okay whatever i'd love to see you nipples out and maybe you'd be a lot more fun <laughs> right <laughs> if you would stop the fucking moves the maxi dresses jesus christ this is you know oh is this salt lake city <laughs> oh <laughs> is this fucking real is this salt lake city what the fuck loosen, loosen up <laughs> um okay so they begin to do some belly dancing again the friend that she has as a party guest oh she is also a belly dancer so they all put on belly dancing gear what is that called i wanted to say sorry but it's not sorry that's like the full indian card. yeah i don't know what this is I'm embarrassed that I don't know that it shows I'm not worldly and I'm embarrassed. I'm sorry, everyone. Um, but you know what it is, and they put it on their hips. Um, they're all kind of dancing and having fun, and Kyle takes this time to really shine. She starts doing her signature split. She starts taking the hair in the hand and using like a helicopter. Trying to be all sexy. Yeah. You said what? Pulling out all her, uh, you know, typical moves. (laughs) Pulling out all the stops, the usual party favorite she has, and she's getting in the middle of the group. She's like, every Loki, everyone's clearing out, and she's in the middle of like having a solo. It's wild. (laughs) (laughs) The solo part really killed me. It starts, she's off to the corner and she like gets herself to the middle because she's like feeling it that much. And she does the split and they all clap and say, that's why she's married. And they all clap for her. Um, but Brandy makes a note that maybe it's because she's a child star, but she always needs the attention on her. She's always attention seeking. Uh-huh. And she is. And she is. She is. Because she doesn't get to shine with her sisters, so she shines with other people. And when she's hanging out, and by she, I mean Brandy, she's hanging out with Camille and her friend, who's a belly dancer. She tells them, like, they're bothering me. Like, they are being (laughs) annoying. They're doing over-the-top shit. And right when she says she's... Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, and they're being, like, they're not being inclusive of Brandy and it's Brandy's event. Yeah, they're off to the side having their own thing. No one else can shine. No one else can dance. Right. 
Um, no one's trying to learn because at the end of the day, she does have an instructor there. You're off like doing your own thing and that's all cool too. But like, let's learn a few moves too. And right at that moment, um, Kyle takes out some like laser thing and points them at Brandy's nipples. That's when I realized this was the, actually the most egregious. Who does that? You're obsessed. Yo, get away from me. Do you want me or? What's the deal? Are you one of those people that think that like if a woman is like excessively mean to another woman, she like wants her? Or what's your take on that? Because sometimes I think it's true. Sometimes I don't think so necessarily. Yeah, it can definitely go either way. But there's a lot of times where you really want that woman or you want to be her so bad that you just hate her. You want to point out like really shitty things about her if you get the opportunity. And that's really nuts. That concept. I want to be you so much that I am now I got to hate you because I can't be you. (laughs) It's literally the storyline of of Wonder Woman 84. Hmm. Yes. The literal storyline. Yeah. But and look what happened to her in the end. Yeah. Wow. Jealousy is a disease and to which I say get well soon. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible tagline, but jealousy is definitely a disease. It ain't no fun when a rapper got the gun. <laughs> we have to talk about this. This is actually breaking news. <laughs> breaking news, breaking news. And it broke in the middle of the episode. <laughs> Justin, go ahead and tell him. So we've been watching Married to Medicine, um, the original ATL version, back over recently, as in like yesterday or maybe the day before. And this is season one and Quad says the craziest statement after she, in her mind, um, annihilates Carrie at the docks by the dock or yeah, docks by the dock party that Mariah threw. And she called her yeah. a medical mistress. <laughs> yeah. But basically just know, Quad says, quote, <laughs> every dog has its day and it ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. And <laughs> I just need you all to understand that we've been laughing hysterically at that line for the past day or two now. Like, it ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. What the fuck does that mean (laughs) like not only has that line took me to tears multiple times additionally i've never been able to figure out what it all means in the end is she the rabbit does she not have the gun right we can only assume that she's the rabbit she's dangerous she has the gun but what's what's honestly funny is that one I hate that it kind of does make sense because it's not phone a rabbit has a gun. You're right. Like <laughs> I can't think of any animal that would be worse to have a gun. They're jittery, they're hoppy, they're like Yeah, and that's what's focused. been sending me is the envisioning. I always see Roger Rabbit holding a gun. Yeah. And it's and it's no fun. And then it's also like, are you insulting yourself by calling yourself the rabbit in this situation? I'm so confused. 
but just know if you hear us reference that that's where it's coming from and we will keep referencing it because that's what we do and at the end of the day the best part also is every dog has its day what does that mean when you are the rabbit every dog has its day and it ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun every dog has its day (laughs) (laughs) so like karma and i'm the karma police because i'm the rabbit and now i have the gun i don't know it could be a lot of things every dog has its day so you're so mariah no so carrie was a dog having her day right yeah she's the dog it ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun so every day the dog (laughs) so the dog is usually the one wielding the gun that's what it sounds like and somehow the rabbit has gotten a hold of it today and now the dog is having it's easy i don't okay so i took it to me (laughs) (laughs) every dog meaning karma like everyone's bad karma is coming up for them and when it's your time for the bad karma then there's gonna be a rabbit with a gun to shoot you i don't i don't understand i don't know i don't know um send us a dm on instagram and let us know what you think i don't know i don't really know what it's supposed to mean i reckon and i think that's the beauty of it it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of people i'm like she learns a lot in a little memphis tennessee town huh (laughs) she just be saying the most random idioms and she was definitely hanging out with like pimps and shit like where did you get these sayings from and like grannies only grannies and pimps say shit like that and her friend said before, like, on the show that, like, Quad used to date, like, you know, men that do drugs and sell them. Not even do them, sell them. Um, and um, I'm like, yeah, because only, only a drug dealer says that. <laughs> I don't know who else would say that. Huh. Wow. So, I guess today, if we have to relate this to Beverly Hills... Every dog has its day and it ain't no fun when the rabbit has the gun. I think the rabbit that has the gun today is Taylor. Yeah. And it, <laughs> let me tell you, it wasn't fun. And it's no fun when she's got the gun. And the Camille is coming. I mean, and like the dog getting its day is Camille. She's the one getting and, the karma. And Dee. <laughs> I mean, we can really thump them together. In this is case. the karma getting on Dee? Yeah. She, so for some reason, the karma is contagious and Didi feels everything that Camille doesn't because Camille's not even that invested. Precisely. So things start really amping up because then Taylor goes outside and kind of makes like a scene about her being outside. Um, and she, I don't know, she talks to everybody. I think she really wanted to sig because she has a sig later. I think she wanted to sig, but everyone was looking at her, so she had to come back in. And they ask her if she's okay, and she's not. She says, I'm not. She had had, like, a fake interaction when she first walked in with Camille, and Camille loved the fake interaction. And Taylor was kind of, like, foaming at the mouth with it. She didn't really like doing it, because if we remember, her tagline is she found her voice. So she's dying to use her voice now. She wants to use it right now. And by interaction, Jay means that Camille went up and hugged um, Taylor. And... But Taylor's dating that hug for a very long time. So maybe you thought Camille was fake, but you also wanted the hug? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, she really could use the hug at the end of the day. 
So she took <laughs> Even it. from an enemy. Wow. <laughs> it felt good. But that doesn't make me forgive you for doing that. I feel bad for her. <sighs> Anywho, she comes back in and Dee Dee is really passionate about this subject and she's over there talking about how it's kind of bullshit and she doesn't like it and they just need to make up and all this other shit. So she really starts it because she storms over to Taylor. She says, <laughs> no, stop. Come on. I love you. I love her. I don't want to see this. she began a war by saying no stop come on I love you I love her I don't want to see this that's all Taylor needed that's all Taylor Taylor just needed someone from Camille's camp to acknowledge what was going on (laughs) (laughs) she was fully off at that point I love that First of all, Taylor going outside in that first place was actually really annoying. Because she really went back inside pretty quick. She gave it up like, really quick. That she was just her way wanted of, like, someone to see her. Mm-hmm. It was her way of getting attention without like saying, like, hey, here he, here he. Really like a child. She acts like a petulant child this entire episode. Yeah. Um, so at that point, she's fired up and her and Dee Dee somehow agree that she is able to talk to Camille. Her rep will send her and they should meet outside. So Camille barks at, I mean, not Camille, Taylor barks at Camille's and says like, outside. That killed me. Well, and then Camille that- like bashfully like the Cheshire cat with like a smile on her face like, who me? she's so funny but why did Taylor go over there and demand her to go outside that was so crazy like what are you okay it's funny because she was treating her like she was Didi and had just heard that entire conversation they had it was just continuing it by saying like yeah let's talk like outside but like Camille was there for none of the stuff prior so she didn't know could she have heard yeah and she probably did she's smart but she you know, of course, she's going to be like, wait, are you talking to me? Who could it be? Me? Fucking Camille. Love it. I live for her. She gives such good, wait, what? She acts so stupid. She knows exactly what the fuck is going on. Yep. Um, so, and that's also kind of amping Taylor up, too. Camille acting like, wait, are you talking about like, we need to sit outside and talk? Like, just you and I? And she was saying she could, and she didn't really say it was a problem when she said outside. She made like a a face, but she didn't really say anything. It was more so Dee Dee being like, what the fuck? Like, you can't talk to her like that! Right, Camille was ready to let it go because she's getting what she wanted anyway, so she's laughing. Yeah. But Dee Dee took offense to it for Camille. On her behalf, she took offense. Mm-hmm. super bizarre um, but also there's a weird interstitial here where we have a talking point we talked about when we were watching this Lisa's sitting down with her hubby Ken and they're talking about how she's missing out on this party because before it was going to be this belly dancing party it was going to be a blowjob instruction party from a porn star which sounds fun but of right. course they can't in Beverly Hills darling you can't 
they're buttoned up, they're stuffy. How could you dare? So that was thrown out, which would have been really funny to watch on TV and would have been an iconic episode, but it's okay. This episode's great as well. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, um, Ken and Lisa are kind of talking about it and she's saying, I wouldn't go to a BJ party. Like, I don't need to learn how to give a BJ. Right. In Ken kind of says, like, you need to go home early in the night with me and show me why you don't need instructions on how to give a blowjob. And she says, it's not your birthday. He says it could be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, the question is, how much do they bone? Number one. Number two, is Lisa great at giving head? I really can't get a read on her. Which is what she wants. I don't think they fuck all the time, but I think they fuck like once a week. Yeah, Maybe I mean, once they've been married weeks. for this long. Yeah. And he's devoted to her. Like, yeah, he cheats on her. Like, uh, we know that for sure, but allegedly but um he be riding for her for sure a soldier <laughs> he's really a happy wife happy life kind of guy exactly and he seems to have a couple of dollars so why not But I don't know. I think I think once a week, once every two weeks. I think they have sex often. Do I think Lisa gives a good blowy? Mm, I think decent enough. Yeah, decent enough. Respectable. Definitely not bad. Otherworldly, I don't think. I think that's for like the Camille's and Brandy's, you know? Mm. I think they get right. freaky bleach. You don't have to be world class, and look and look what happens when you're Camille and Brandy. <laughs> you suck the skin off someone; they just lose control, and they'll just marry you, and they'll be like, "Fuck," and then like divorce you publicly in a shameful manner. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I didn't even like her that much. How did I end up here? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so maybe it pays to be average. You're just like smart and good at other stuff. Mm-hmm. Have a nice ass. Is Lisa's booty paid for? I've never seen a booty that's made me go more like, no, that's real, but like, wait, what? I think it's real. I think it's real and it's crazy. Yeah, I think it's real. She's so lucky. Ugh. But she's had lipo before, so I think like that really helps her with the the shape. But still, regardless, her ass right. is ridiculous. And the only reason why I say I'm willing to say it's real is because she's in equestrian, and they usually have like nice da da. So that, in conjunction with her lipo, yeah, she has a fantastic ass. Um, that's why she's always wearing those. Like skin tight dresses, Loki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. I would do. Um, 
so yeah that was just the question i like everyone to chew on that it's just an interesting question like what is their sex life like if you're able to stomach it because some people maybe it could be disgusting to think about what it's like they're having sex but i'm able to think about it and it's interesting to me it doesn't disgust me which is interesting yeah it doesn't i'm intrigued by it i, told I don't want to like join or anything no 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 but I told you, I need to feel like I feel passion from people, couples, and I feel something there. Oh, yeah, for sure. They got it. Yeah, they got it. They got some. Um, yeah, it's just interesting. So we take that fun little break, but we come back to the chaos. We're back in Malibu. We're back in the scene where Taylor's demanding to have her outside, and then everyone just spills outside. It just ends up not being like that. And then this is a note I wanted to say to the people. Adrian's horrible in fights and she's super physical and aggressive and it makes fights worse. Yeah. You can tell she grew up with like a whole bunch of brothers. It's too much. But you're not doing shit. You're just grabbing people. Like the first person she grabs is brandy she like yanks her by the arm is like stop and all she ever says is stop stop that's not doing anything you're annoying me you're making me more irritated like lisa is the better matriarch because lisa would never be yanking people talking about stop stop like no no and like i was saying before we were watching it together like adrian just has very aggravating qualities about her um there's just something about her that like kind of irritate you if you're not in the space to receive it which is kind of sad because I, I think she does mean well um and that's more than I can say for a lot of bitches in Beverly Hills just in general that being said her voice can get really fucking irritating I don't want to hear that smoker's lung in my fucking ear when I'm in the middle of a fight and like you said with like the physical touching as we saw with Rob, like Giselle, like pushing, what's her name? Uh, Monique, like really kind of like fueled the fire kind of. So you, you really never want to like touch somebody in the middle of a fight. Unless they can like clearly see that it's you pulling them back or holding them back. Um, because, because then if you'll even take it back to VPR, it brings out like your reptilian brain and like, you become mm-hmm. primal. You react one way or the other. Either you get physical back or like you retreat. Yeah. There's kind of no um, in between. Yeah. And it can kind of be kind of dangerous to like pull somebody back while they're actively in the middle of a fight. Because like, what if you like pull my arms back and leave me kind of open and then this other bitch come and gets me and does something, some crazy shit. That would actually make me even more pissed off. Because I'm like, now this bitch thinking that she got something on me, but in actuality, you were pulling me back. You know what I mean? It's just like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. And Camille kind of walks away disengaging. And of course, she looks at the camera. She's smiling. She cra- She's cracking up this entire time. Um, Adrian, um, next she snatches Taylor really roughly. And then, but she's claiming she's trying to get her and Camille to sit down. But again, of course, everyone spills out. Everyone's out there watching it happen. Mm. So they're like on this deck and 
Taylor's doing this weird thing where she's almost like diving off into the abyss. It's really bizarre. Um, and she's wasted, so they're like, it's not a funny joke because you could like actually fall. Then Linda tries to calm her down because they're like yelling and Linda says, and by Linda, we mean Linda Thompson, Brody and Brandon Jenner's mom, Elvis's ex, Caitlyn Jenner's BM, you know, all of that. Mm. And she says, look at this big white ocean. This ocean is going to be here long after we're all gone. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong, but <laughs> if you're trying to put things in perspective, it, there was a better way to do it. But I applaud Linda for like trying to do what she can. She tried to be Taylor a pacifist. Yeah. She tried to be a pacifist. I understand. It's better than Hadrian's stance. You know, she's not new to this. I'm sure she's been to many a fight in Beverly Hills, Malibu area. Yeah, this doesn't shock her. And she's Taylor's friend, and she's been her friend for years. I'm sure she's seen Taylor go off the deep end plenty of times. So she's just like Taylor, like, look at this ocean. Mm-hmm. Like, rock a baby on a treetop. Like, that type shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it might have worked if Dee Dee hadn't kept talking. If Dee Dee hadn't immediately come over and started yelling, because then at this point, she's scream crying. Yeah. And she's like, I see my friend go through redemption for the last year. You need to be ready. I'm like, whoa. Why are you so passionate about this? Camille's not even as stressed out as you are. How did she get this worked up? Did Camille tell her to get this worked up? Or did she just do this on her own? I don't know. So Taylor's losing it. Um, <laughs> she's screaming at this point. I have never hurt her. She has hurt me so much. You have no idea what she has done to me, which is the main moment. <laughs> and she's like stabbing her finger down and yelling. She looks like a toddler. She's quite literally becoming unhinged before our very eyes. And this is really reminiscent to their like little ski trip where she was like literally losing her shit in the closet <laughs> she went to a suitcase and said i want to go home <laughs> um it's not which funny, also but... happened this season what a season what a season she was this was literally her the unmaking of taylor is what we were seeing <laughs> <laughs> taylor colon unraveled like she was literally losing her fucking mind. And again, when we learned the details of what was going on at home, like it, it really does make sense. I really felt bad. But I can't believe her undoing had to be in front of everyone in these type of ways. Like everyone handles everything differently. It's just crazy that, that this is the way it came out. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Um, And things continue to take turns because... At this point, Adrian's trying to cover Taylor's mouth with her hand physically, like shut her up. And Kyle whispers, don't do that to her. And that's why you don't need Kyle on your side. If you're really my friend, you'll snatch that bitch's arm off of my fucking mouth. Because don't do that. 
That's disgusting. Wow. Fuck Kyle. And Taylor's still unraveling. No one's talking her down. And she pauses for a brief second. And that's when Brandy decides it's the time to say, I'm going to ask you to leave my house. You should go. You should go. <laughs> and my problem was, I didn't hate the fact that she wanted them to leave. Because, yes, Taylor is the one that's literally becoming unhinged and causing all these issues. Mm-hmm. But her timing was so epically horrible. It's like, as soon as the idea came to her mind, she just said it. Blurted it, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, this is why no one likes you also. She's definitely, she's again, she's one of those people... I'm like, it's not what you're saying, it's how you're saying it. It's Your delivery is crazy. They're on the verge of an altercation, and this is the time you decide to say, you haven't calmed some stuff down just slightly, and then deliver the message. Mm. But every dog has his day, because her saying that is what ends up getting her into the little physical tussle she gets into with Kyle. Kyle starts pointing her finger like, fuck you, Brandy. Fuck you, Brandy. <laughs> and then Brandy grabs at her finger because, you know, they love to get into like little sister fights. So yeah. she grabs at her finger and then they're going like a fist to cuffs. <laughs> Not fist to cuffs. <laughs> um, and this is the part where they don't bleep it out because Kyle says, Get your fucking hand off me, you sicko. And you hear her saying fucking hand. Yep. Wow. I'm glad they didn't blur that. And I'm glad they got away with it. And I don't know. Who do you blame for that little thing they had there? Kyle. Whoa. This is tough, actually, because I don't like Kyle, so I'm never really trying to give her any props. And um, I feel like she's she was kind of egging Brandy on all night, which is why Brandy was also prompted to say what she said. Mm-hmm. Um, because if if Taylor hadn't been bugging and if Kyle hadn't been like kind of rude to Brandy all night, then I don't think Brandy would have snapped like she <laughs> like she did. So it's a little harder for me to to rule for Brandy because I, I kind of really understand where she's coming from. And I don't think she, again, I don't think she was wrong to kick that out. I just think her, the way she said it and the timing was terrible. Yeah. So her delivery kind of makes it her fault. But at the same time, like, Kyle tried to use it as an opportunity to, like, be mad at Brandy, which is what Kyle wanted to be the whole night anyway. That makes any sense. Yeah. And so, if anything, you're definitely leaving now. If I hadn't already told you, you're getting the fuck out. Mm. So they get their little, gather their little shit. They're looking for her little shawl and their purses and stuff. Everyone's coming in, Brandy screaming, Kyle, touch me first! Like, again, they fight like sisters. Um, Taylor storming out and monologuing, but we... Adrian saying, like, no one can control her at this point. 
She's completely right. off the rails. She even at one point says like fuck the shit that she lost or like forgot there. She's just like, whatever, I don't need it. And then Dee Dee has an entire meltdown in the bathroom while all of this is happening. And she's like crying to Camille, confessing her love for her and saying like, I'm so loyal to you. And she just like really upset me. Like, I love you. Don't you know I love you? Like, see how much I love you? Mm. <laughs> Jeez, Dee Dee. Yeah. She was getting really intense. <laughs> she came in intense. The entire episode was pretty intense for Dee Dee. Yeah, she came in ready to fight and... You think Camille put her up to that? Um, not in a Lisa Vanderpump way, but I do think she's been hyping it up for the past day or two. Okay. And obviously, Dee Dee feels some type of way about Camille. I don't know what that. I think it was like, yeah, I'm gonna plant the seeds. And if it grows, it grows. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I also know that I have a pretty good green thumb, so it's probably going to grow. I think that's what it does. Okay. And it works. As Adrian's leaving Brandy, she tells Brandy that she's sorry for what happened, and she says in a confessional that she feels bad for Brandy because obviously she was just trying to have like a nice night and kind of a first impression for the ladies, and it kind of went to shit. Definitely went to shit. Right. Um, and everyone leaves and she's crying in her friend Jen's arms. We see Jen a lot throughout Brandy's tenure on the show. And her, Jen just tells her, like, stop trying to fit in. It'll be okay. Mm. Interesting advice. Right. Um, then we cut to Taylor, girl interrupted. And she is demanding that she needs, like, a lighter, like, a cigarette, so she can, like, the cig immediately. Um, so much so that the driver has to pull over and use, like, a match to light a cigarette for her. For her to smoke in the limo. She doesn't even get out the limo. She's smoking the cig in the limo. Next to fucking <laughs> Scary Sally over there. Right. I'm surprised she didn't pull a secondhand smoke phobia. but it's kind of funny like of course her frail I'll say frail to be kind Taylor is frail Um, of course she needs a cig she hasn't eaten all day she needs this to suppress the appetite a little bit longer she's looking Kyle right in the eye as she cries and her face is not moving because it's bought her eyes just look scary. She looks like she's in pain. Mm. <laughs> Kyle's like, no, stop. <laughs> I can't look at your eyes and watch you do this. It's so bad. Um, Kyle says this girl needs help. And that is an understatement. Wow. And that is the end of the episode. Wow, Ooh. what an episode. Holy shit. And then the next episode, they just go to Vegas and Taylor's there. It's her birthday. It's totally fine. 
So, <laughs> you know, just classic season two BH. Um, and Kim has a meltdown the next episode. So, you know, it's always someone having a meltdown. Uh, who is your housewife on display for this episode? Um, Dee Dee. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was lucky all her fault. It was Dee Dee's. Um, my choice is going to be Kim. I think Kim's absence speaks to mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, there's nothing more Kim at this point than not showing up. And that one weird scene we see with her is so, like, not a good sign. The spotlight's on you, baby. Right. All right. So, wow, what an up. Oh, what fun. That was fun to talk about. Yeah, it was a good one. Good um, choice. Thank you. I'm bowing over. Wow. Until the next. We don't know what's next. You have to watch what happens live. <laughs> and until then, talk to you later. Adios.